break. Our guest at the cafe this morning is Derek Price, who writes the car gazing column you see in the Herald Banner, and it's also uh, distributed nationally. Derek, good morning. Good morning, John Mark. And Derek also uh, produces the Celebrate Hunt County videos that I know uh, many people see. Well, we're going to talk with Derek about cars today, and uh, in particular, we're going to talk about electric cars so much in the news uh, because of the very high, and that's that's an understatement, uh, gas prices. But uh, you had an you know, interesting experience related to this, Derek, uh, that in that you made a trip to Norway here recently. Yeah, sure did. And that, I went on vac- vacation to Norway, and it's a very different country from the United States. Yeah. And one of the ways it's different is the kind of vehicles they drive. Um, so in, in Norway, about 80%, actually more than 80% of new car sales are electric vehicles. And uh, more than half the cars on the road, from what I could see, were electric vehicles driving around. So that could be kind of a glimpse at where the U.S. is headed. Uh, you know, some people predict that's where it's going to go. Hmm. And uh, are there any particular, uh, did you see Teslas? Did you see any particular make uh, more than, than another? It was a real wide variety. There were lots and lots of Teslas there. There were everything from electric Porsches and Nissans. Peugeots, Renaults, um, Mitsubishis, just a wide variety of, of cars, including some brands you can't get here in the United States. Did, did you drive any yourself? I did, yeah. Yeah, sure did. Yep, I drove a Mitsubishi. It was a plug-in hybrid, so it had a gasoline engine, but also a battery that had a short electric range. And, and that was a hybrid, but what you, from what you've told me, you're seeing a lot of electric cars, full-fledged electric cars, not, not hybrids over there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, the hybrids were a little bit unusual. There were more full-fledged electric cars than, than hybrids. Well, what were your observations then, ha- having, having seen this? Well, nearly every house has a charger, uh, if not multiple chargers for electric cars. It doesn't seem to be a problem on their electrical grid at all. Um, now, granted, they're a much smaller country than the U.S. Mm-hmm. The population is just a tiny fraction of ours. And their population is mainly in fairly concentrated cities that are much more compact with smaller roads and mm-hmm. uh, less distance. And they've also got much better public transit than the U.S. does. Mm-hmm. So if you need to take a trip between uh, two different cities, it's, it's uh, quite a bit easier there on public systems of transportation as opposed to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, do, do they have uh, the, the freeways, the the, the uh uh, super highways, as used to be the old-fashioned term that, that, that we have in the U.S.? They're, they're not as big, but they do have highways between towns. Yeah, they're usually, you know, four lanes wide total. Uh-huh. Uh, lots, and, lots of tunnels there. It's, it's very mountainous and tons and tons of long tunnels. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's very different. And uh, it was interesting seeing, first of all, that many electric cars on the road and how normal life was with them. You know, we see it as this kind of revolutionary thing, which it is, but it didn't seem that different. Uh, the cars just had a different propulsion system under the hood. Right. We're talking with Derek Price. Derek writes the car gazing column that appears in the Herald Banner and is uh, syndicated nationally. And uh, he just recently made a trip to Norway, and we could talk about uh, that in general with you, Derek, but uh, we'll stay on uh, electric cars here. So from, from what you were able to tell, they were not having uh, problems with the demand uh, for electricity, which is one of, one of our big concerns here, that that we already have so, you know uh, stress on our electrical grid, and if you put uh, a high percentage of uh, electric cars on there, it's going to add to that. But but you did not see Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, we didn't we didn't see that there. Um, but 
uh, here in the U.S., you know, it seems like our electrical grid is under more stress than a lot of places around the world. Yeah. Um, you know, we had famously Snowmageddon a couple right. years ago where right. we couldn't keep the power on in Texas, which I thought was pretty ridiculous. Um, in, in our family, we kind of joke about it. Every time the power would go off again, we'd start singing or, or kind of humming the Soviet national anthem because it felt like <laughs> such a foreign, foreign experience. To us. We're not supposed to have that happen in America, right. but yes, it did. And some people are worried that uh, as we add more uh, electric cars to the grid, more electric cars charging in houses, that that could stress the system beyond what it's capable of handling right now, Yeah, um, which is a very real worry. Well, I showed you a couple of articles related to electric vehicles and uh yeah, one said uh, that uh, uh, increased demand uh, during peak hours could increase uh, the uh, uh, by thirty percent, or demand during peak hours could increase by thirty percent if we had a, a very high percentage of of uh, people using electric cars. And uh, you're just concerned we're just we're not quite ready for that yet. And uh, and there's another article that is, of course, we're also concerned about batteries and, and how we're going to produce all the batteries that are required. And the, there's the 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 uh, in the uh, mining that that is required for that. Who's your friend that I hear tweeting in the background there this morning, Derek? Oh, out on a walk, just hearing some birds around the neighborhood. <laughs> is that right? Well, you're outdoors then. I sure am. Yep. <laughs> well, that's fascinating. It's over in the Park Street neighborhood of Greenville. This beautiful beautiful neighborhood but there's a company called redwood materials that is having a lot of success in uh recycling prius batteries and toyota is very interested in this yeah this is another big issue one of one of the questions is how do we strengthen the grid another question is how do you deal with the waste because you know electric cars in a lot of ways are easier to deal with maintenance wise you don't have to change the oil you don't have to buy Mm -hmm. gasoline that you burn and make hydrocarbons but you do, at the end of the life of the battery pack, have a huge problem on your hands. You've got to replace the battery or refurbish the battery. And there are a lot of companies that are trying to fix this problem. And there's a potential for a big uh, business opportunity there, too. So as battery technology changes, uh, what you could potentially see is, say, an older Toyota Prius from 10 years ago putting a brand new battery in it that has much higher energy density and maybe making it a better car than it was when it was new. So that's kind of an interesting twist on the car market. Derek, thanks for having a cup of coffee with us again over the telephone line. Thank you, John Mark. All right, Derek Price, who writes the Car Gazing column, and you're starting the day with Morning Edition on your station, 88.9 KETR.